I, a high school senior, have been lucky enough to take a unique course that not many have had the privilege of taking. In this Global Scholars class, my teachers have opened my mind to exploring global issues with a new eye. An eye that sees more than one story to a person's situation, one that sees more than one cause to an issue, and many solutions as well. And then combine this all to become a more globally competent person. I always thought I knew the facts on poverty, both in my own nation of the U.S. and on a global scale. After learning numerous aspects of the issue and being pushed to search for new ideas that contribute to this devastating reality, I was exposed to the correlation between disabilities and living in extreme poverty. I'm going to start with a story. 27-year-old Amika Naka of Tulsa, Oklahoma knows the struggle of living in poverty. Why does he know this harsh reality so well? Well, because he was living it. He was not living this life because he made bad choices or because he had no ambition to be something great. It was all because he was disabled. He is paralyzed from the neck down and only has limited movement in his hands. It is not easy for him to go about his day, but he, all he wants is a chance, a chance he will most likely never get from employers. If you have a disability in the U.S., you are twice as likely to be, to be poor as someone without a disability. You are also far more likely to be unemployed. Debbie Eagle, who was unfortunately born completely blind, is one of Naka's colleagues at the Center for Individuals with Physical Challenges. She states in an NPR article entitled, Why Disability and Poverty Go Hand in Hand, employers are scared to hire us. They don't know what kind of accommodations we require. If they don't meet what we consider reasonable accommodations, they're afraid we'll sue them. Employers have no interest in taking the risk that they feel comes along with employing disabled individuals. Another big issue adding to this phenomenon is disabled citizens worrying about losing their disability checks from the government once they become employed. While they do want to be working, contributing members to society, they also rely on these checks for their day-to-day -day needs. It is mind-blowing to me to learn about how the U.S. government is failing to provide realistic and individualized solutions to these citizens. Coming from such an extraordinarily advanced nation, this is not what I would expect to be the reality. Government reform is the next step to lifting these people out of poverty and allowing them to become more than just their disability. By creating a unique and individualized process to determine government assistance, disabled Americans will be able to get the most out of the government's resources and putting tax dollars to be used as productively as possible. If these struggles for disabled individuals to escape poverty exist so severely in the U.S., one of, if not the most developed nations in the world, could you imagine the lives of those in third world nations? In the most impoverished nations, those with disabilities are at an even more severe disadvantage in an already dire situation. When I was reading a Global Citizens article, I learned that when a mother lacks access to adequate health care, it makes it significantly more likely that their child would be born with a disability. The governments of these nations cannot afford help services in the schools, such as special education programs like those that are available in wealthier nations. Women with disabilities in third world nations are at an even greater disadvantage with their education just by being girls. Additionally, the mortality rate of children with disabilities in third world nations has a much higher mortality rate due to child abandonment, selective abortion, and infanticide. The governments in these third world nations put no funds or effort into their disabled citizens. No data is gathered on people living with disabilities in third world countries, 
it's a it's as if they don't even count the world health organization reported about 15 percent of the developing world is disabled the lack of information about disabled people in third world countries makes it much easier for these governments to ignore these struggling citizens moving on to creating new programs to target extreme po poverty it is crucial to ensure nobody is left behind this means especially the over 1 billion disabled people if governments neglect to share the correct information about disabled citizens in their nation, there will be no productive progress and the situation will never improve. The Department for International Development said that differing definitions of disability combined with the inconsistent information gathering has created a gap in reliable global disability data and a halt in any progress that the UN or other leading nations could provide to these struggling nations. Disabled citizens in these third world nations are not only neglected by their government, but culturally. They may be shunned due to some cultures believing that the ailment is a result of sin or bad luck, or that a disability could be contagious. Some families may not even enroll their disabled child in school because of extremely low expectations of success. Disability leaves these children excluded from education and job training opportunities, setting up a cycle of poverty for life. In an article published on TheGuardian.com, the chair of the UK's development programs, Sir Malcolm Bruce, said, Disabled people in developing countries are the poorest of the poor. If we are serious about tackling extreme poverty, our development work has to target them. If the UN wants to truly eliminate extreme poverty on the global scale, the lives of the disabled in these nations are those who need to be helped first. I believe that by providing financial resources, such as micro-lending to disabled citizens in third world countries and their families, it will bring a boost to the economies and will allow for more flexibility for these individuals and therefore allow them to become contributing members of the economy. We need to start to look out for these individuals that are at such a severe disadvantage, it ends up putting a toll on the entire nation and the economy as a whole. Without lifting these people up, the whole nation will just be dragged down and no progress will ever be able to be made.